0: Welcome back to Rude Dude. back to the Rude Dude Podcast. It is I, Cameron, the Cree, doing another remote piece this week um, in a different location. Um, I'm over here with our editor and producer, Michael. Um, Henry is out this week. Um, he decided to join the circus and took on sword swallowing, swallowing <laughs> as a hobby. Um, it didn't go well. He, he sent me a text this morning saying that His throat was pretty much closed up. Um, I don't know if he can even talk, so we decided to give him another um, day off. Uh, With that being said, um, I had to pivot, so instead of you guys just having to listen to me talk um, to myself, which can be okay, but can be kind of fucking painless, or painful, shall I say, um, I decided to interview Michael. um, A little behind the glass, a little behind the scenes. another one of the team um he's been instrumental in making this uh thing sound not like shit um he's put up with a lot of my horse shit with the uh the buzzing and all that crap um but that's neither here nor there um with that being said i want to introduce um a good friend of mine our editor and our producer um michael novicki uh michael how are you doing today bro
1: What's up, man? Um, It's kind of weird being on the other end, finally. I will admit that, but you know, I'm doing pretty good. It's a beautiful day, finally some cooler weather. Get to take a break from uh, scorching hell we've all been living through here in Sacramento, California. But um, yeah, man, I I just want to say I do appreciate you finally having me on. Um, It's not something I was really expecting or anything like that, Um, and it's definitely, I will admit, kind of nerve-wracking compared to where I can hide behind a computer and do my magic from the, not to beat the dead horse, but the uphill battle of sound quality we've been dealing with and everything like that. But, um, yeah, dude, I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself, man? Well, that's great, dude. Yeah, man. It it, it was kind of weird, right? Like, you sit
0: there and when you, when I first brought it up, I was like, I wonder if he's going to be fucking nervous, dude. I was like, he's going to be nervous. I know he is. Um, it, it's always weird doing like that first one. That first one I was, I had like sweaty palms and shit. Um, But I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I'm just glad that um, you were willing to do it and our schedule worked out, dude. You know what I mean? Like, because I was sitting there scrambling when Henry told me about his throat catastrophe. I was like, fuck. Now I got to think of some sobriety topic and I got to do this by myself. And then it was just like, bam, Michael. I know he's off. I'm going to hit him up. He's going to be down. I can watch him be nervous from the same fucking table and room while he's talking. It's going to be fantastic. So yeah man doing great doing great so let's give the uh let's give the people a little a little background why don't you tell us you know the the rude gang a little bit about yourself man kind of like where you came from where you're born um all that kind of
1: fun intangible bullshit i gotta be kind of careful on this i will admit i can uh, be a chatty Cathy, and i don't want to get too deep but we'll kind of just break the schematics down um you know, from Sacramento, California, born at Sutter Memorial downtown, actually. I don't know why. I'm always prideful of that for no damn random reason, because like, really I'm always like, fuck this city anyways. But um, yeah, born, raised Sacramento, California, kind of made our way up uh, Rancho area to Carmichael when I finally got into Coyle Avenue Elementary. Um, yeah, and just went through elementary school, Del Campo, and I met your brother, actually. I think it wasn't until, like, junior year, we really. Um, we always were kind of passing through hallways and stuff like or the hallways there and everything like that, shooting the shit and everything like that. We were all metalheads, whatnot, saw banties, like, hey, what up, gave us an excuse to kind of talk to each other. Um, but, yeah, I became friends with your brother in junior year and introduced was, introduced to you. Actually, now that I think about it, I actually met you way before. I forgot, I used to hang out with my sister. I'm sure some of you uh, know uh, my sister out there <laughs> at that. But yeah, um, Cameron just, I'm all jamming in my room one night, I think it was sophomore year. Some guy just knocks on my door. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Just leave me alone. Come on now. I'm just jamming on Black Sabbath or something like that. Open the door, and some dude that's, you know, gauges, and we're in high school, and some guy with gauges. I'm like, what the hell is this and everything like that? I don't know. It was just, I was just taking it back because I wasn't expecting to open the door. He's like, hey, man, you, sh- you shred? Whatever, whatever he said. Keep me calm. But yeah, that's my story. I met Cameron beforehand. So it's kind of an acquaintance. Um, became friends with Justin. Then, from there, I kinda you know was going through some stuff tough stuff in uh life, and uh you guys were there for me um our friendship developed from friendship to you know i would say brothers just as sick as blood and everything like that and your family was always there it wasn't just you two, it was your your mom took me under a wing, your dad, everyone like that and um you know kind of just going through life and find ourselves here part of the Rude uh, dude gang now.
0: Yeah, dude. The funny thing is, is that I remember that evening somewhat, um, you know, that was like 17, I was 17 years old or something like that. Um, I think I still have like pictures, right? Like it was, I remember that it was a party at, I forget what house that was, who knows? But, but I remember walking in, I remember hearing you playing Black Sabbath and me being a guitar player, I was fucking juiced on it. And I just wanted to come in and hype you up. Um, and of course I was absolutely fucking hammered. So, I mean, it, it fit the mold. But yeah man that's how that's how you and I met which was which was cool man yeah, yeah I hung out with your sister so for the Sacramento crowd the Del Campo alums um you know Robin Navicki is the class of 06 with us um this is her younger brother um yeah dude there's a few other things in there that actually kind of happened too like you know we uh we ended up playing in bands together um which was actually really fucking awesome, right? Um, we played in these—I uh, don't even know how to care—put it in a, a genre. Was it was it like thrash death metal? Yeah, like tech kind of. For the metalheads out there, you might want to know. Yeah, like like it was like a an influence of like the faceless with like necro and decap, um, or at least that's what we hoped to fucking sound like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Michael. Michael was our one of our guitar players. My brother played drums. Um, I did I did vocals. So yeah, I mean, if anybody looks at my profile picture on any social media and they see me in my little fucking suit, yeah, you know, I used to have gauges and fucking scream raging Cajun death metal, man. Um, and those those were great times, dude. Great times, man. I mean, I wouldn't take that back for anything. Um, and you know the coolest part of that was we got to drive around. We got to go to shows. I like to think that that one show in Brentwood, you know, now that I'm sitting here rambling, was like our version of the Denny's Grand Slam, dude. It was like this fucking pizza place. And, and, and this, this fucking owner in Brentwood, it's this upscale neighborhood. And, um, dude, he I guess he thought he was having like smooth jazz bands booked or something like that, dude. It was three fucking metal, show, metal bands, dude, just sold that place out. This guy was standing in the back
1: behind the pizza counter, dude, just watching his fucking place get thrashed. <laughs> Do you remember that, dude? Dude, that night was ridiculous, to be honest. It was like some old-head Italian guy, too. You could totally tell. I mean, in Brentwood, I mean, for people who might, might not be familiar with the area, it's like the upper end, like Antioch. It's where all the money of Antioch area, the barrier right there is. Anyways, this guy has this little spot right across from a little country club and everything like that, and just the whole time shaking his head. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was an awesome fucking show, but, dude, it was – I mean uh, – you bring back all the band stuff and everything, and I just opened up a whole can of worms, and I was trying to keep it short and sweet earlier, but yeah, we met through music and everything like that. I think that's where all of us mostly bonded with each other, for sure. Um, and there's a few, I know a couple of listeners are a part of it, shout out Chris Foss, our bass player, and actually one of my old best friends growing up and stuff before, um, yeah, just meeting everyone like that, it's just kind of crazy how life goes, and the music definitely brought us all together, um, and I was, you know, I totally blanked out, too, but that's a whole other story, too, right there. I mean, we can go on that for that forever.
0: Yeah, another another uh, Chris Foss plug. I mean, I'm gonna have to like make like a Chris Foss fucking shirt or something for mentioning this guy every fucking time. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, I gotta. I gotta yeah, he j- especially because we're we're going up to Idaho, right? We're going up to Idaho, and Chris Foss is up there as well. Um, so so maybe we'll reunite Foss and we'll we'll all um write Idaho metal, my man. Um, but but yeah, dude, that was a great time. Um, and I think. I think during that time there was, there was, there's something in this story or in this timeline that I wanted to bring up because I think it's helpful for people who may have gone through the same thing. Um, Michael's dad was instrumental to supporting our music. Um, He would drive and lug our gear. Um, He really, um, I'm not going to speak for you, but it seems like he really, he really, fed your passion, right, like, he, he, he wanted you to play music, he built a little studio in the garage, um, he really supported what your passions were, and I always loved that about him, um, but, um, he got sick, and, uh, I won't say too much about it, um, I'll kind of let you talk about it in one second, but, but, uh, he ended up passing away from cancer, and, uh, it was really fucking hard on, on even just us, right? Because um, I didn't know how to necessarily support you in that, right? Like, it was just like, I'm so sorry, man. And, like, give you a hug. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, or try to be there. Um, but um, tell me a little bit about that, man. Like, how, how has things changed from when he passed to where you are now? Um, is there, is there any little hints for somebody who may be going through that by like losing a parent or have lost a parent? Um, and how you deal with that? Because to be honest with you, that terrifies the shit out of me.
1: Well, just kind of start things off too. Um, like I don't claim to be like all knowing or how to deal every, like with loss or grievance, um, and, or grief or whatever you want to say. Um, but just like, one thing to always remember is like we all have our own path on how we handle things, and i it took me i'm not gonna lie it took me almost a decade to realize that we're actually coming up on um you know what you know what the I- irony of today is today is his death anniversary, the twelfth uh year death anniversary so, uh, so no that's so yeah um to totally just blank that out r i p James miss you pops but um yeah, so um just you know when kind of dealing with grief, it, especially too what kind of process it can be I, I'll say with my experience in losing my father, it was a very drawn out process um, it took over a year of watching him succumb to death basically I don't even want to say sickness or anything, it was succumbing to death at that, at that point, and we all kind of knew it. he he kind of went through it as well and to kind of say of where I went from that from then to now, I will admit the first few years was kind of People say might say things, and it, um, there, there's no right way to give support. Is what I'm trying to get at. We were saying like, what do you? I don't even know what to say because, to be honest, I didn't even know what I wanted to hear. Um, someone could say something, and really, it's, I realized later after the fact that they were coming from the heart and with empathy and everything. But you know, when I, when you're dealing with such a big loss and everything like that, you look through certain lenses, only certain, very specific lenses, and, and you might. It's almost like having selective hearing. You're only going to hear, like, and not necessarily the negatives, but you're only going to hear so much. You might not hear the bigger message. And so, you know, it's hard to say, oh, give support this way, give that. It's, But I, what I can say is it's a very difficult process. It takes a long time, and there is no timetable. Never, ever let anyone give you a timetable on how long it takes to ever get over it. To be honest, I don't think you'll ever truly get over it, you know, air quotes for that, whatever that might mean. But um, it's more so how, how you live with it. And, and, you know, just looking back on it now, I'm kind of, and this might sound really weird and macabre in some ways, S- sometimes I'm actually thankful for dealing with that when I did at my younger age. Because, and let me ask you this, do you, do you think it's going to be harder for you since you've had your parents around this much longer? Well, yeah, dude.
0: I mean, I, mean, I, think, I think, you know, the more time spent... The more memories the harder the pain um and that's an interesting take dude that's an interesting take and it does sound a little dark right um but i can see it i can i can understand it right like hey i had my childhood and i had you know my younger parts of my adulthood and then you know it was just his time and i but you know i think the thing that makes this kind of hard to talk about is because he was. He was such a healthy man, right? <laughs> like, he would go on runs and run half marathons and was was active and worked for Fish and Wildlife and, and, and was like a spinning image of health, right? And and there's a vision, and I'm not trying to get, we won't stay on this much longer because I know it, it, it sucks, but um, there's a vision in my head that still to this day is just locked in my mind, dude. Um, when he was on the downslide with his, because he died of cancer, um... He came out to say hi to us, right? He was out there in the front yard, and, and, he, and he couldn't bend over to tie his shoes, man. And it was, he was a shell of himself, right? And it broke my fucking heart, dude. It broke my heart, right? And it's just so goddamn sad. And I think the coolest thing, right, as, as sad as this is and as, as crazy as it sounds, there's nothing cooler than us sitting together doing a fucking podcast on the anniversary of his death 12 years ago.
1: You can't line, you can't make that shit up. You can't make that shit up, dude. No, and like, I will admit, I'm not like an extremely like religious person or anything like that, but I've had a few instances that I've just like lined up, and it's like, oh, this is coincidental. I wonder how this goes, but kind of bring it back to, um, you know, one thing I will say to give, like if anyone that's ever dealing with grief or loss, one thing I've learned um just be an advocate. Be a, be an advocate as much as you can for while they're still around and everything. Um, I know it's like almost like putting on a face, but at the same time, it's that's in terms of support. Just advocate. Like it's it's hard to put into words but I mean as, an, as exactly as an advocate, but just try to bring. I guess you could say more like the. The kind of the advocate for joy and and health rather than you know there was times where he was around and he, he knew what, every, what everyone was dealing with and everything like that and he didn't want like kind of that somber presence and stuff like that and like oh in terms of say just like what kind of i guess you could say support is just trying to bring the happiness around until the end if if you know that's an inevit- inevitable point too. But you know, this is kind of a dark, not dark topic or anything, and I don't ever mind talking about it. It's been so many years too, and it's kind of, for me, it's actually a lot easier to be open as as much as possible about the situation too and everything like that as well. So, I mean, unfortunately, it's something everyone has to deal with as well. Yeah. It's something, that's one thing I did finally, it did finally kind of click in my head too. So I think that's why it makes it a little bit easier to kind of have these different viewpoints of it too. And going back to, the, I say, what lens we all use, Um, there gets to a point where you kind of can look at at everything subjectively, too. It really is just a whole time game, like anything in life, it's all a time game, too, and whatnot.
2: This episode of the Rude Dude Pod is brought to you by our good friends over at Fair Oaks Arborist. Do you have a tree leaning a little too far or maybe a little too close to your house? Worry no more, our friends over at Fair Oaks Arborist have you covered. They cover all aspects of hazard tree removal from directional felling to technical rigging and more. They do it all. Trimming or pruning issues? You guessed it, they cover that too. Whether it's to make that eyesore of a tree more aesthetically pleasing or simply keep encroaching branches off your house, the Fair Oaks Arborist has you covered. They also use spikeless climbing techniques to provide the best service and avoid damaging your trees. Unsure if a tree should be removed? Give Fair Oaks Arborist a call for an assessment. They are tree risk assessment and ISA certified and, of course, licensed and insured. The owner, Scott, is a great friend of ours, and he's a stand-up guy who will give you an honest quote and deliver exceptional service. Give Fair Oaks Arborist a call for any and all tree-related needs you may have at 916-259-5408. That's 916-259-5408. Or reach out at www.fairoaksarborist.com. We'd like to thank Scott Shaw from the bottom of our hearts for his support of the Rude Dude Pod. And now,
0: back to the show. Yeah, dude, well, I, I appreciate you even being willing to share about it. You know what I mean? And, and, and the only reason I brought it up is because I know there's probably some people out there who have lost parents. Um, at a younger age, there. Are, as a matter of fact, there are some people I know who listen who who have lost parents at a younger age, um, and and I'm just always been intrigued on how 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 that that's processed, right? Um, but I gotta say, man, um, you've carried on, you know what I mean, and and you and, and you've done it to your best of a, of your ability, um, and it's admirable, because yeah, dude, the thought of like my dad passing away like right now, like, like brings a level of anxiety or like my mom, right? Like, you know, there's those days that you would want to talk to him. So there was that and that happened during that
1: time frame, right? Yeah. And just one thing, I think there's just one piece of advice that always helped me is life is literally like a river. The moment we stop and kind of take like start to ponder things, you know, that could be in grief, you know, sadness or anything or just take too much time into our um, Emotions—it's that much harder to move forward, you know, move against the current and everything as you're moving moving forward in life. And so, just—I know analogies can be cheesy and stuff like that, but I will say that is one thing that's always stuck with me: realizing that it's going to be that much harder to move forward the more I dwell on the past.
0: That's it, man. It's it's one foot in front of the other, right? And 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 how are we honoring them? And that's going to bring me to this to this next point, and that is how we got to here, right? And I and I think it does still tie into kind of like, you know, your dad supporting you and in, in in you and your passions with music and sound engineering and things like that. Um, it's gotta feel kinda good to to still do those things, right? Like, you know, you still jam with Justin, right? You know, we still talk about music. Um, you know, you nerd out on on, on, on editing and gear and all those things. Um so I imagine when we asked you
1: to edit and produce this this podcast, it probably felt kind of good, right? No, I definitely felt good. Um, and two, it kind of just, I mean, it, it goes back to my roots of what I'm passionate about. And I, I've realized too in the last few years, is life is all about, um, you know, putting time and that effort towards your passions. Obviously, there's a lot more to it than like that. But I just mean the, to fulfill, to feel um, fulfilled in life and everything like that. It is, um, and kind of go back with the, even with the whole music thing, I think a lot of that comes back because my father allowed me to choose that path. Um, kind of take it back to eighth grade. Um, you know, I did sports all my life, just about to go into high school and stuff like that. I think I was playing, uh, what was it? Not juniors. I forgot what the league was. But anyways, ended up on a baseball team I absolutely hated, and I was just over sports. You know, I was playing fo- uh, peewee football, basketball, and baseball. And then I, I just got burned down there. Was, I realized it was like, th- this is, I'm kind of living vicariously what my father wanted me to do. And so it kind of had that epiphany moment of like, I got to sack up and just submit to him and had that difficult conversation with him. And then, I, you know, I was dreadful of that. I thought I was going to be like, what the hell, blah, 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 the reaction was more like, all right, so what do you want to do? And I never really had a choice up until that time, you know, I'm in eighth grade. I'm like, what do you mean? What do I want to, I get to choose what I want to do for my extracurricular, like, um, and music, he never really forced that upon us, or anything like that, like he did the sports. My I had, you know, sisters, I got forced into sports and stuff, and I was listening to metal by then. So I got in the music thing, it was all my choice, and I kind of uh, dove uh, head first, and that's where the passion went through, and I think that's why I'm still doing it to this day, um, is because it's something that I truly wanted to do since then. It's like kind of letting that seed sprout and um, blossom up to you know grow into a giant oak tree and everything like that. And I would say, you know, with the whole audio engineering thing that came, you know, just unlocked on the side, like a little side quest. And next thing I know, I'm, you know, been doing it for 20 years now, which is kind of weird. So
0: I think it's super rad that he gave you that option, right? Because some you could see how some parents could be like, well, fuck no, dude, you're going to have to fucking do this because I fucking said so. But but he gave you the autonomy to to make your own decision. So that coming from a parent is what i can only hope to be right like hey my my kid isn't really having fun doing this and and he seems to enjoy doing this so i'm gonna i'm gonna let him i'm gonna let him follow his heart and 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 there's nothing cooler than that right and there is something to be said Um, if there's any musicians listening which i which which actually i I will come back on this too i know there are um there's nothing better than just sitting down with a guitar by yourself Um, and just, and just letting it all out. Um, it's something I, I, I enjoy doing, um, you know, whether, whether it's an electric guitar and I'm playing some metal or it's, I pick up the acoustic and I'm just strumming fucking G chords and and you know what I mean? Like, like, dude, it's, 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 it doesn't matter. Um, and it's something that I, I always want to push on people, right? Like, like, Hey, it's never too late for you to pick up an instrument. Right. Um, but yeah, dude, I think it's, I think it's super cool how it's come full circle, And I think it's super fun being able to have these conversations now, um, about, you know, the growth of the podcast or how we can make it better. Right. It was like when the bands died, you know, we still all just talked about music on the side and jammed every once in a while and shit like that. But now it's like, Oh, Hey, look, dude, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of back doing something. It's just a different way of doing it. Um, so that leads me to like my next question to you, dude. Um, what are your goals or what do you what do you want to see from the podcast moving forward? What are your goals as editor and producer of this show? um I know you mentioned wanting to be able to like remote in and shit like that explain explain some things so that
1: people can kind of get excited about the growth so I will admit there's a lot of a lot of things on the list of that uh, of other to do to get um. Yeah, all new computers, all new interface. No, I mean, not necessarily I'll go all out once, but I, I will admit just being a gearhead and being someone that's in it. Um, there's just like, cer- there's certain like thresholds of like, all right, upgrading the computer system. And then from there, um, getting like, you know, a, pr- a proper mic setup. But the whole like remote thing that you were talking about, that would allow me to um, to remotely sit be sitting in my room, kind of like we are now. But you could be at your house, Henry could be at his place and I could be, doing all my um, little tweak or tinkering and everything like that, you know, um, while you guys are actually recording, which would greatly improve, you know, having any mishaps or hiccups in the recording that I'm trying to fix later. Because I will admit, it's, it can be really difficult taking someone else's recording and then trying to fix it when you didn't get to set it up yourself. Because in in the audio world, I'm sure some of you know, um, it's best to have things set up Not to say perfect at first—that's what I like to call it because I'm OCD. But but it's just as best as they can be. The less work after, the better, because then overall, just everything is better. I mean, so there's a little checklist of things to get—nothing too serious or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, just aspiring for us. But um, I mean, but having that too—it's just I feel like I don't know—it's just going to allow more growth for the overall podcast and stuff like that too. So.
0: Yeah, man. So if you haven't turned the podcast off after he starts talking about remote remote fucking engineering in um we appreciate you sticking around um yeah that stuff is super exciting and um i think it's going to be great when we eventually get there you know it's a marathon not a sprint um there is another question i have for you dude like i said and then we can we can kind of wrap up because like i said this is a little short one um Are you having fun doing this or did I, did I guilt trip you into doing it? And now you're getting paid pennies on the dollar to, to fucking slave away and listen to Henry talk shit about me.
1: No, I'm definitely having fun. I will admit it was difficult at first because I was working a schedule where you guys were recording like midweek of my work shift. And I was, I'm little, I was working a 1 PM to 10 PM shift. And so the turnaround was just really quick. It wasn't that I wasn't I wasn't having fun. It was just I would, maybe it took on a little too much with my work schedule. But now we're all good. I finally figured that everything out, and I got the kind of reined in on the sound quality and stuff like that. So a lot less work on my end too. So no, I'm 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 in, I'm having the time of my life with this. It's making me feel like productive again. So it's nice. Well, that's good news um, because I I kind of got worried
0: about that. That was me like in my anxiety, right? Like the other day, I was sitting here thinking, I was like, "Fuck, dude, did I like did I just like bully Michael into doing this?" Because and 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 michael for people who don't know him michael's a very nice guy so michael's not gonna michael's definitely not gonna tell me to suck a dick you know what i mean like he's not gonna be like no cameron i can't do it he's just not gonna do that um he's gonna if he's gonna do yep yep if he's gonna do anything he's gonna sit in his room and bitch and moan to himself um um (laughs) but he won't he won't say anything to me um so i so i put it on i put it on the podcast he is having fun here folks um with that being said man um this has been super cool, dude, and I think actually, dude, we should we should do this more often, um, little check-ins, dude, because I think there were a lot of good nuggets um, about dealing with
1: you know the death of a parent and 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 just a different kind of view, right? Yeah, it was hard. I was trying not to, like, I started stumbling on all my words, but I was trying not to go too deep, you know, because I realized we're trying to keep it shorter. And then too, it's like you can go on forever. I mean, a whole decades passed, and it's just like there's so much, there's so many learning lessons in life from that too, and just. But, yeah, this this has been an amazing time, too, and, yeah, I, I agree we should be definitely doing this more often. Yeah, I know Henry uh, definitely will want to sit down and talk to you about
0: it because then, you know, you guys can team up and roast me about my, my shitty fucking sound quality. It should be a blast. So, see, this actually was, like, a strategic movement by my by me. So, because if, if I put Henry on in a three-way call, um, it was just going to be a ripping my nutsack to shreds the entire time. So, so when, so when he said he had to cancel, I, I was like, all right, dude, perfect time for me to get over and sit with Michael. So, with that being said... Um, Henry and I had an idea for a uh a cool little segment. Um it's called like the song of the week. What's your song of the week? Um so what what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to pick a random ass one, dude. I was in like a sad mood. Um but it's it's called Caroline by Coulter Wall. And and it's a fantastic fucking song. And if you don't know who Coulter Wall is, he's got like this Johnny Cash voice, right? And he sings, like, these, like, Western plain cowpoke-type songs. Um, it's a fantastic song about, like, an old guy who's still around. So it's, on, it's actually on topic, right? Um, he's still around, and his wife has died, and, he, and he's singing about how he's still stuck here. Which, by the way, if we want to talk about fucking fears, that's a fear of mine. That's a big fear of mine. Um, Ashley dies, and I'm stuck here. I don't know if I could fucking deal with that, dude. Uh, um, 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 you know what I mean dude like, 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 like it's absolutely terrifying dude um, so I'm hoping that my years of copious drug use and alcohol use and, and tobacco use that I'll never have to deal with that I'm sorry babe but that's just, that's just the reality of the situation but by some like cruel twist of fate watch I'll live till like I'm fucking 92 or something like that and, and, and you know she'll live forever probably but, but that's the song I'm gonna pick and now I'm gonna put you right on blast dude do you have a song recommendation for our listeners to listen
1: to this week? And I will link this, the YouTube fucking link in the, in the bio. You know what? Since I didn't really get the time you had to think about this, you know, I, you know this isn't really fair, but whatever. Uh, I've been going balls to the wall all week. Fuck that. I'm party mode. Panama, Van Halen, just crank that shit and go. No, seriously, fuck the day up. But no, no, seriously though, um, I've been in a good mood really all week. So I, you know, I'm complete opposite. But if I would have had, you know, more time like you did to prep for this question, I probably would have had a lot better song.
0: Panama, dude, cocaine and fucking fluff hair, dude. Let's go, man. I've had plenty of nights listening to Panama. Um, anyways, Michael, I want to say, uh, thank you for for um, you know, opening up. Thank you for. Even sitting down and talking with me, dude. I think it's been cool. It's been cool to see, you know, for our listeners, this is the guy on the other side of the glass. This is the guy that Henry's talking shit to. This is the guy we're talking about. Um, This is the guy who's making these things listenable. Um, So I hope you enjoyed listening to him talk um, because he's a great guy. He's a great friend. He's like a brother to me. Um, I love him very much, and um, I'm super glad that you're a part of this shit, dude. Um, What was I going to say? Next week... Um, we are going to talk about a very serious subject. Um, we will be talking about relapse um, and how serious that is, um, the effects of that on ourselves, loved ones, and the potential ramifications of relapsing. Um, there's going to be some 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 good nuggets in there, and I hope that um, you come back and, and listen to it because it's, it's going to be a good episode. I think it's very important because it's something that Henry and I have both dealt with, um, and and there are a lot of learning lessons
1: there. Um, with that being said, Michael, do you have anything else to say before we sign off? No, nah, uh, I just want to say thank you. Um, you know, I appreciate you guys giving me this opportunity to kind of fine tune my skills a little bit more. A little dusty too. Um, You know, and I just want to say this is a lot cheaper than paying someone to do the same thing, too, a.k.a. a therapist. So I'm I'm down to come on whenever, you know, you need a fill-in. I don't mind being a fill-in or anything like that. Get me off the bench, coach. Get me off the bench. But, yeah, so, no, I just want to say thank you, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate the time. Yeah, dude, it's kind of fucking therapeutic, isn't it? No, definitely. Um, it's kind of interesting. I was like, I feel the same way my endorphins do when I'm done talking to my old psychiatrist. Not, not you know, I'm not in therapy anymore. Just uh, sound like some fucking psycho person. But no, you know, just from the past year, it's like, oh, this, this feeling feels um, familiar. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hammer that back to kind of what henry and
0: i have talked about on previous episodes who's on your team man gotta talk gotta let it out man that shit that shit doesn't need to sit in there inside and and the the reason one of the main reasons i still do this podcast right aside from that i love doing it is is for that feeling right there um it just feels fucking good it just feels good and you get to shoot the shit with your friends and uh it's fun as fuck so if you guys want to um, start a podcast um do it man it's awesome but with that being said, I will wrap this up like I always do. Um, I love you Hen. Um, Hen. Hen can't talk because he was swallowing swords. And I will say goodbye now. See you later. see
2: with the music.